Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 15th March 2018 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Saram dear listeners and welcome once again to Vahini Satsang. As always along with me is Sai Prakash and we are now in the 17th chapter of Prema Vahini. If you are referring to the Telugu book the original writing of Bhagwan it is chapter 5 and in fact this is perhaps the fifth session where we are still having the discussion on the 17th chapter it's a very long chapter very very important chapter i mean <laughs> which chapter is not important but here bhagwan uh, is dwelling a lot on the sanatan dharma and each thing is so uh, pregnant with meaning that every time we begin and the discussion goes on so today we are in the 6th segment of uh, this chapter so let us listen to what bhagwan has written and then with prayers at his lotus feet we will pray and see what and how he guides us intati pavitrulaina bharatilu pai mahapurushula jeevita tattvamulanu gamaninchaka talanchaka vaari aagnya shirasavahinchaka kala karmamu che pattupadi vinashakale viparita buddhihi annatlu swarthamu koraku anusarimpa veelu kalagademo anu sandhiyamuna peru prakhyatulaku daasulai adhikaramunaku aashapadi hindu matamunaku తీరని లోటు కలిగించుతున్నారు అయితే సర్వజన సమాహితులై స్వార్థరహితులై ప్రజాక్షేమపరాయణులై లోకసేవారతులై సర్వమును ధారపోసిన వారు లేకపోలేదు అట్టి మహనీయులు లోకాధికారులైన ఈ దుర్మార్గ వ్యక్తులకు అనాచార వ్యక్తులకు అధర్మ ప్రియులకు స్థానముండదని వారిని చేరనీయక అణగద్రొక్కుతున్నారు ఎట్టి అగాధమైన సముద్రమైనను ఒడ్డున భూకంపము రాగానే జలము తమంత తామే దూరము పోవును ఆ అశాంతి తగ్గిన తోడనే తిరిగి యథాస్థానము ఆక్రమించును అట్లే ఇట్టి అన్యాయ అక్రమ అహంకారపు ఆడంబర భూకంపమునకు చిక్కువనక సత్పురుషులు లోకోద్ధారకులు దూరముగా ఉండి వీరి ప్రతాప ప్రదర్శనము చల్లబడగానే వారు తిరిగి లోకమున ప్రవేశింతురు ఇట్టి క్షణభంగురమైన అధికారములు అహంకారములు స్థిరము కావు Born in the sacred land of Bharat, unfortunately people today are not recognizing the sacred essence of the lives of such great souls and neither thinking about them nor trying to understand them nor following their commands. Influenced by the nature of the current times and driven by selfishness, people today are cagey about following the Sanatana Dharma. As the saying goes, When the doomsday is near one's mind goes crazy similarly people today have become a slave to name and fame and a craving for power and position this has caused irreparable damage to the hindu heritage however there is no dearth of persons who love all in equal measure who are devoid of selfishness who are engaged in the promotion of the welfare of all 
who have dedicated themselves to the service of mankind and who are ready to sacrifice everything. Such noble people are being suppressed and being prevented from occupying positions of power by the unrighteous, unscrupulous and the wicked-minded because they are afraid of losing their positions. However broad and deep the ocean, when the earth quakes underneath, the water recedes into deep ocean only to return to their positions once the turbulence subsides. In the same way, when there is an earthquake of injustice, lawlessness, ego and pompousness, noble souls and emancipators of mankind are not caught by it. Instead, they remain at a distance and the moment the evil influence reduces, they re-enter society. Such fleeting power and authority can never last long. So, you know, when you hear Bhagwan in this segment, now two thoughts come to my mind. One is the resilience of the Indian culture, the resilience of what Bharat stands for. You know, Swami is so clearly saying that it might sometimes appear that Sanatana Dharma is declining or it might appear that, you know, what has happened to those values that this land stands for. Right. But Swami says it's a matter of time. It will come back. <laughs> it will come the, back with so eternal, much force. Eternal optimist. Yes. <laughs> yes. In a sense, Swami has always been so... Swami knows yes. the truth. Uh, but yeah. it, it reflects a sense of eternal optimism. Yes. Where um, um, he says that, yes, there are people. Yes. There are people who are selfless. There are people who yes. are striving for yes. the betterment of the world. Yes. And... Um, they will come back. They will come back. In fact, you know, when I uh, look at even the uh, history of uh, uh, India, mm-hmm. you know, there were times, I remember, you know, last time we were talking about Puri Jagannath, you remember? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, there's one story mm-hmm. which goes wherein, you know, there was uh, this um, uh, soldier. Okay. Um, a very, he was basically a, a Muslim, uh, very strong person Mm -hmm. uh, who wanted to visit the Puri temple and uh, for some reason he was not allowed and he had deep love for Jagannath and that really hurt him Mm -hmm. that you know he was not allowed to have the darshan and at that point in time there was another Muslim ruler who was trying to capture Kalinga, capture Orissa and uh, so you know he calls this man he says you know I was telling you these people are not good and you know so let's take revenge on Puri and so he calls this guy I think his name was Kala Kalagar or something mm-hmm. and uh, in fact the um, students in the university did a beautiful skit on okay. this tale uh, mm-hmm. during the Rathayatra time in the institute auditorium and uh, so this uh, Muslim strong man joins the ruler and they attack Orissa and you know as a revenge he takes the idol and he parades it on the streets. The Puri Jagannath? Yeah, Puri Jagannath. This, this, this happened many hundreds of years ago. Hmm. So he wants to insult the Lord and he says, you know, this is what you, you did to me and I'm going to do this. And you know, he is basically also uh, uh, prepped to do all this by that Sultan, mm-hmm. uh, the Muslim ruler. So he does all that and 
the priest there you know when they see uh, all these ominous signs of this ruler coming and everything being destroyed so the lord the the priest prays to the lord and the lord says that i cannot do anything hmm this lord you have to save yourself hmm. the lord says i cannot do anything mm-hmm. that you know you have insulted that person and i am ready to undergo that my god hmm. he says but the lord says you you take the essence of me it's called the brahma padarth brahma pada yes brahma padarth mm. and you put it in a um uh, it's in the musical enal you know mm. uh, so it, coal yeah a coal you put mm. it in that and so that is kept in one person's house okay and so then when they come they destroy the temple and they destroy the city and everything and after that for hundreds of years there was muslim rule Mm-hmm. in orissa and in, in all those adjoining areas mm-hmm. but after many years after mm-hmm. hundreds of years mm-hmm. again a hindu king came back okay and at that point in time god came in the dream of <laughs> that king and told that you know in, inside that mrudangam yeah uh-huh. inside that mrudangam i have kept the brahma padarth so and then you know it was brought back and then the temple was again freshly consecrated consecrated and the puja started and but and it was all back Now, to mm. me what was so surprising is mm. you know so so these pujas and the worship of jagannath the whole culture was tried it was tried to destroy that whole thing mm. and it and it went on for not 20 30 years it it went on for hundreds of years my goodness you know mm. after 3 400 years also when it comes back everything comes back it's like it is there in the soil mm. you cannot remove it it is there in the core mm. of this land I think that is what you know we have seen in Indian culture. In fact, in spite of so many invaders, so many rulers, you know, suddenly mm. you have these Alvars or Naina. So many, you know, suddenly a saint will come up and mm. everything comes back, isn't it? In fact, um, the, the very interesting point in this whole story is, uh, if you relate it to what Swami said here, selfishness. Exactly. He said, "See, selfishness yes. is the reason why one of the main reasons yes. why you know. Uh, so yes. that king also yes. selfishly because he was not given respect, he mm. yes. went to this great extent. Mm. Mm. And the moment selfishness is in the rice, swartamu yes. sapriyojinamu exactly. Swami is to keep saying exactly. in the discourse all yes. the time. How many times you have yes. heard Swami hitting yes. the table? Swartamu sapriyojinam, swartamu yes. sapriyojinam. Yes. And um, as Professor Venkatraman uh, points." out he says um, nowadays there is a convenient uh, uh, you know interpretation of the words mm. in a sense they said uh, they say that uh, capitalism says that uh, selfishness is bad but self interest is okay <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> self interest mm. yeah after all we have to do things to survive we have yes. to do things and so they mm. they twist and turn the definitions of these words mm. to make it suitable for the well, adam smith gives that uh, dif- d- uh, differentiation of selfishness and self interest and yeah. he says you know everybody all the time they are only for self interest and all that yeah. correct so mm. they try to justify that yes. through capitalistic uh, yes. but um, you know again and again um, yes. uh, from chapter 1 yes. when we have seen when we have started prema vaini yes. what is interesting is i remember in chapter 1 yes. swami was again and again saying character is strength 
Yes. He was not he was saying power, knowledge, all these bore down to character. Yes. And character is the actual strength. Yes. And um so even here when you um see Swami is not saying a person who is powerful or a person who is rich or a person who is a leader right now he's uh, you know the ideal person what swami is saying is people who have who are virtuous yes people who are selfless and uh, they are the people who are actually uh, meant to rule the and who can love all in equal measure who are mm. devoid of selfishness yeah. engaged in the promotion of welfare of all mm. and who have dedicated themselves to the service of mankind Yes. Absolutely. In fact, you know, uh, last uh, week we were talking about the lives of saints. Yes. And as you were mentioning stories mm. from the Puri Jagannath uh, yes. um, uh, lore as well. Um we mentioned the life of some of the saints like yes. including Yaneshwar and yes. uh, how they had to face a lot of problems. Uh, you know, even if you look at the life of uh, Sant Tukaram, Mm-hmm. Sant Tukaram's life is also full of these hurdles you know mm-hmm. just because he is not born from a brahmanical yes. uh, background but um, his first wife and child passed away in the early drought when he was very young and then you know that kind of turned his vision inwards and he started doing a lot of introspection and lot of self inquiry and um, Again, um, there I learned a lot about Santukaram from the very old film oh. of the 1930s, wow. 1930s or 40s. Very mm. beautiful Marathi film, mm. uh, which is there on YouTube. So now the idea is that he, because of his own experience and his own um, uh, realization, he started becoming popular. See, like Swami says here, it's not uh, uh, you know people with selfishness. He mm. he had that love for everybody and because of his realization he started becoming popular in the village which again brought jealousy amongst mm. the brahmins and the others of the higher so called higher class mm. but uh, like how swami is saying how the when there is uh, yes. you know uh, there is an earthquake the waters recede yes yeah <laughs> so silently but surely in yes. all of these saints lives yes. you see that you know very small steps but sure steps hmm. and they just stuck on to what they believed in and uh, over time like even when uh, the king shivaji had come yes and uh, um the, the miracles that happened in the lives of saints are yes. really amazing because yes. when shivaji came and he was you know absolutely in awe with uh, tukaram sant tukaram singing and he was lost in the uh, kirtan of the yes. abangs that were going on yes. suddenly the people from the neighboring village realized that oh here is the king this is the best time to capture him mm. and as they were coming in to attack him uh, tukaram prayed to lord vitala and there were a hundred shivajis all around mm. so they didn't yes. know who the original one was Mm. and so uh, i mean uh, it is one person's complete faith and complete dedication that yes. um, can really bring about miracles yes. so i think that whole core idea of selflessness which yes. swami is bringing here yes. is um, something we can discuss on because um, if you look at it first of all we think about ourselves mm. then mm-hmm. uh, we think about our families mm. and uh, i think after we think about our families it's only a question of expanding the definition of who our family actually is <laughs> that's mm. in fact you know talking about this uh, selfishness and selflessness mm-hmm. you know i want to uh, 
move the discussion to something uh, that is happening in the current corporate sphere yes you know <coughs> because where when here swami when he is saying influenced by the nature of the current times mm-hmm. and driven by selfishness people today are kgy about following the sanatan dharma right. and you know when i think about the tenets of sanatan dharma mm-hmm. you know so what are the some of the important uh, pillar stones of right. sanatan dharma right so one is the god centricness of everything correct isn't it you mm. know if if you look at the lives of uh, our uh, grandfathers and you know our ancestors it was like your entire uh, right from dawn till dusk or right from birth to death everything had uh, was connected to god you correct. know you, you you woke up with a prayer and uh, and then as you when you had food you you prayed and i remember you know my father even when he was going to office first as he puts his step on to the scooter you know first he will you know uh, salute you know he'll do pranam to the scooter it is always say like a practice correct correct it's like everything mm. was uh, so much infused with <laughs> divinity with, with divinity and so when swami is saying here because of selfishness you know people are kg about following the sanatan dharma you know i feel sometimes in in today's times you have you know this whole thing about you know uh um i am a self made person mm. you know do i really have to believe so much uh it, it is at times it is fashionable mm. uh to not uh believe um in a higher power you know you 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 think that you know you are logical you are, and logical and yeah. you think you know you are what you are because whatever you have done and created uh, for yourself or so called science has done for science you science has done <laughs> in fact you know, when you mentioned about science i remember there's one interesting story mm-hmm. um uh of course there's another interesting uh, interaction okay there are these two guys uh, so this person you know they, they go together uh, to office so this person says uh, every day he is waiting for him to come he says why do why do you you know take so much time i wait for you so no i was just praying he says what do you do no no i just 5 minutes i i just pray before i start for office he said what's wrong with you you know in you this know? day and age <laughs> in this day and age <laughs> you know uh, just imagine you know if god is not there Five minutes every day, mm. you know, you're 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 spending wasting your time, wasting your time. The mm. five into thirty, mm. you know, <laughs> into twelve, mm. it is like eight hundred mm. minutes, which mm. is like uh, something like thirty hours. Mm. So, which is like you know, you're spending more than a day of your it just. suppose god is not there, it is a waste. <laughs> you know, you could have done so much. Mm. So this person says, yeah, okay. but imagine if god was there <laughs> see if god is not there then i have wasted probably only one day of my year you know mm. but if god is there you have wasted your entire year <laughs> correct so uh, i mean th- and when you talked about science you know there's this interesting story uh, they say that there are these two people who were going in the train so uh, so one person was reading the bible and uh, the person opposite to him was mm-hmm. a scientist okay and so he saw this person reading the bible and uh, he said you know as you mentioned in this day and age <laughs> you know you are still reading the uh, bible he said see me reading bible is it disturbing you <laughs> in any way mm. he said no no but you know i can't understand why you people still believe in all these old concepts mm-hmm. you know the tribal man the ancient man 
he didn't know what is science he couldn't understand what is happening around so he attributed he created this god but in this uh, in these times when we you know we have figured out everything and science has answers for everything still you know you are thinking like a caveman you know. so this person says uh i know he just closes the book he says you know, if i if i continue to read this scientist is going to you know <laughs> mm. only make it more miserable for me mm. so he closes the book and then there is silence and then the station comes and this person is uh, uh, both of them are about to get down and then uh, the scientist uh, uh, tells him you know um, i i didn't get your name you know uh, hmm. so he says oh okay so he gives him his card and the card says Thomas Alva Edison. Oh. <laughs> mm. He says, "Oh my god, sir, I'm very sorry." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, uh he he calls him over mm. uh to his home. And then uh, he says, actually, initially he had told him that you know I need to really teach you more. You, you're not getting it. Hmm. So you know he gave his uh, time. He gave he gave his card and he told that you know you you call me up and I will explain to you the scientific approach to life and everything. And when he was getting down, he asked for this card and then he says, Oh my God, sir, now I have to visit you. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Hmm. And so he says, Okay, fine. You come down any time. Okay, come on the Tuesday. So on the appointed Tuesday, he's there in Thomas Alva Edison's. house and uh, so when he goes there uh, on in the drawing room there is a very beautiful model a mm-hmm. replica of the solar system it's the immaculate model mm-hmm. of the solar system and he says sir fantastic i mm-hmm. mean who who did this mm-hmm. and thomas alva edison says uh, nobody mm-hmm. he says what do you mean nobody <laughs> he says no actually <laughs> last just, night it just came it just appeared came on its own <laughs> yes i just slept and morning when i woke up it just came on its own <laughs> told, come on sir i mean I mean, mm. seriously yeah. Yeah, i'm telling you seriously <laughs> seriously it just appeared, appeared. from nowhere so you, in the most scientific <laughs> way <laughs> and say sir between you and me i mean you are a scientist and you know that it is not possible mm. and then thomas alva edison says that you know when you as a scientist feel that the entire solar system can mm. just come on its own then why can't a model, model of, the of the solar system, system come absolutely. on its own <laughs> so i was just trying to say that you know there are these concepts of indian culture which are so central Mm. to uh, to the life living and thinking and and today you know out of fashion out of you know little bit that uh, out of our <laughs> ignorance actually it's himalayan but little bit that we have known you know as uh, einstein says you know you have still picked up on how to pebbles from the grand <laughs> seashore <Right. laughs> of what god is and and that is and why it's it's because of selfishness you know it's because of name and fame and uh, as as swami says so the other thing that came to me when i was thinking about it uh, about this selfishness thing uh, is one other very important beautiful facet of indian culture mm-hmm. is the um, uh, thing of the centrality of the family you know how in in indian families mm-hmm. you have uh, um, social interactions you know the family is a very closed knit environment and also the system of joint families the system of joint families mm. and the reason i'm bringing this up is you know sometime back i remember reading this article when they did an analysis of uh, 
how so many indian ceos okay have uh, become so successful in fact mm-hmm. some of the most reputed organizations in the world today have indian ceos right. you know beat uh, satya nadella or nitin noria who's the dean of the harvard business school or indra nui or rajiv suri of nokia so so there was this ex- uh, executive um, hr firm consulting firm which did a research on what makes these ceos so different mm-hmm. and what they found is one trait that is common among all these stalwarts mm-hmm. is humility wow humility and they said this is becoming an important virtue of leadership and mm. you know mind goes back to when swami started the leadership program in the mba mm. <laughs> and then he says why is it that you know how is it that these people have humility and they say it is because all these people come from have indian roots mm. and the indian roots give them a strong emphasis on family and social relationships and because of that they are very effective mm. in groups because of their humility and this is a trait and it's not as if uh, they are not uh, uh, extrovert or they are not aggressive they mm. are mm. they are aggressive mm. they are extrovert but with a positive intent not out of arrogance mm. and because of that you know they have become people whom everyone feels comfortable to work with and they don't because of their humility they have no problems listening to anyone and is because of and because of that they have become great team players mm. and uh, now they are saying that now it is an accepted fact that the leaders who develop greater self awareness mm-hmm. they are the people who become more humble so it's all moving towards <laughs> spirituality it, it eventually has to it has to and yes. it looks like uh, the waters that have sub- uh, you know receded are coming yeah. <laughs> like exactly. how swami swami exactly. says uh, if there is an earthquake yes. but uh, you know speaking on this um, whole concept of selfishness and selflessness mm. there's a very interesting observation um, uh, one of the school teachers here in our hostel swami's mm. school uh, yes. boys hostel yes Um so I asked him one of those days um sir many uh, students study here from class 1 onwards mm. and uh, some students join in their 11th standard mm. 11th 12th they do and then they go to the yes. you know so um students who have studied here from class 1 versus those who joined in the 11th standard mm. do you see any difference mm-hmm. and the answer that he gave me was really really very very surprising mm-hmm. he said see uh, within one month of joining like if somebody is coming from uh, chennai or bangalore or anywhere else within a month of them joining they will be very comfortable with the routine of the hostel and they will fall in line with everything that is expected and they gen- get the general hang of the place and the rule system and you know like the hostel is one big family yes. and uh, there is no scope for you to be selfish yes. there because you know you're sharing everything with yes. everyone yes. you're in a room with several yes. others uh, also sharing you have to share the resources everything yes. so you learn to live like a big family so he says all that is fine all that is fine and uh, everybody is more or less similar in those regions but where the difference actually comes he says now for example if there is an examination the next day mm-hmm. if there is an examination the next day mm-hmm. and someone has fallen ill 
Yes. He says the students who have studied here from class one, they will, they won't think twice. They will yeah. just go all yes. out to help that person. Yes. Sir, he is not well. Sir, I'll take, yeah. I'll get food for him. I'll do this. Yeah. I'll. He'll be losing his steady time. Yes. But he, he's so certain that maybe this service will fetch him more <laughs> <Yeah>. marks. <laughs> Or basically, yes. basically his faith in Swami that yes. you know he will not lose out on hmm. uh, his academic uh, performance because of service. Hmm. That gets instilled. in the hearts of the students mm. and i was so amazed by that uh, observation he said i have observed it several times mm. while people who have just joined the system yes. they are perfectly correct in everything that they do mm. but in a moment of crisis like this mm. they would uh, say maybe somebody else will look after him <laughs> i need to study i need to catch up mm. see Yes. Uh, Swami here uses the word sacrifice as well. Yes. See, uh, he says, um, however, there is no dearth of people who are engaged in promotion of the welfare of all who have dedicated themselves to the service of mankind and who are ready to sacrifice anything. Anything. Yes. So this was a very interesting observation. Like mm. you know, in the hostel system that Swami has started, yes. um, very very subtly and in a very very um, you know um, subtle manner, these values are yes. instilled in the students. And tomorrow, I'm sure when they go to a corporate sector or yes. they go out in life, uh, they are not going to restrict their compassion and love to only their families. Yes. Yes, yes of course, family first. You have to do yes. your best for your family, mm. but then. expand the horizons of your family and uh, yes. you know yeah in fact uh, you know as you mention about uh, students going to the corporate sector and i i remember, I remember at least two three alumni mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many right. like that uh, other day i was having conversation with uh, brother vijay sama mm-hmm. uh, you know he's someone who did his uh, mba here in the 90s and then uh, now he has worked in many reputed organizations in google microsoft i mean he's worked in most of the reputed org now he's working flipkart in bangalore mm-hmm. and you know when i asked him uh, what learning mm. of the hostel has helped him uh, to become so successful mm. so one thing he said you know the my imagery of vijay sama also when i think about the mm. hostel mm-hmm. is someone who was always very enthusiastic mm. to take up any work mm. you know i remember when you come back from the college mm. in the especially in the afternoon you know mm. everyone is rushing for darshan mm. so at that point someone has to do this duty of you know serving biscuits uh, the right. snacks right. afternoon time snacks you know mm. that is you know many people will be happy to do it after darshan right. you know serving dinner uh, there's no problem of time but when it comes to before the darshan <laughs> no, no one will really take it up because mm. you know no one wants to miss uh, going early for darshan you want to have your uh, uh, place in the front but there were a few people i remember Uh, there another boy was Sai Krishna Reddy. Sai Krishna Reddy, yes, absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, so the, the, these are the guys who never thought about that, you yeah. know. So it is this guy. He says, you know, because of this, he says now it has become so natural for him mm. to go out and do so many things for the employees of the company. and comes very naturally he says mm. you know if there is for example if uh, in, if a newcomer is coming to the company to organize a welcome somebody is going to organize a farewell or to take all the employees and you know take them for out- outing or like he says his extracurricular activities <laughs> actually in the company are much more mm. uh, and everyone likes to you know uh, be part of that and it is because of this 
that you know uh, this is what helped him in his corporate work also this is helped i mean all this trait has really helped him you know so mm. because because this team building and everyone loves to work with him and that is what actually catapulted him to Very. the position uh, he is in today and similarly i remember there was another boy mm, uh i'm just trying to recollect his name mm-hmm. he he was as uh um ishrikant mm-hmm. so he was uh, sometime back in 2 3 years ago he was uh, nominated as uh, india's emerging ceos uh, oh. in the it sector wow and uh, so again i remember having a conversation with him and uh, you know he narrated this interesting incident that you know in his office in bangalore so there was this boy who used to serve uh, coffee Uh, you know at an appointed time you know 10 o'clock uh, or 10:30 in the morning and and <clears throat> so one day you know after a few days in the office you know so during a break so he just went and you know he just uh, asked him how are you and you know uh, how is your family and all that and that <laughs> boy mm. the office boy he started crying mm. he said what happened to you you know did i ask anything wrong or something mm. happened to you he said no you know i've been working here for 20 years mm. you know if if i bring the tea or coffee late for 5 10 minutes mm. you know i i'm made to hear so much of abuse and no one has ever asked me this mm. in all these years of me serving in this place and 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 that really touched him so much you know he felt it's just like a normal thing to do he felt it's nothing exceptional you know mm. he just go and ask the office boy how was you and you know how is your life and and that really inspired him and then he started having calling all the other sort of uh, um uh, staff of the office and having a get together you know for them and all that you know so i mean these things they come so naturally Mm-hmm. Uh, once you are in the system in fact i am sure there are uh, hundreds of such stories but yes. there is also this one nice story from harnessing the heart i was yes. reading yes. that um, mr venkatraman krishnamurthy yes, yes. he is from i think the standard chartered yes. uh, bank uh, in his earlier organization earlier, earlier organization um there was this e- episode where he stood up for one of his colleague yes uh, of uh, you know a female colleague yes. uh, who was not being treated very well by the client yes so Uh, it was embarrassing for the company but it was a very important client yes. and they could not lose the client so yes. uh, she was very uncomfortable by the yes. way she was being treated mm. and so he stepped in and he uh, kind of assured her that uh, he will take up her uh, negotiation uh, duty and um, but the client was very adamant that they wanted uh, on, only to deal with her yes so you and know it was very important client yeah very important client yes. so he did his best and he um, um and uh, i think because of that they lost a lot of business yes and he lost his chances of uh, getting promoted Promotion, yes. and he lost his salary increment yes. and everything yes but uh, he said all the while i had no doubt on what i was doing because i knew this was dharmic yes. and this is what i i stood up for my colleague and he says um within a few months yes. he got a very very f- wonderful offer from another company yes. which almost doubled his pay mm. and then yes. gave him a, a, a you know yes. a great in, uh, this thing even in terms of position yes he was uh, really stepped up in the ladder yeah. so it does happen that you know 
uh, when and, and that person mm. that scandal came out <laughs> yeah the other person yes. who was uh, n- not uh, misbehaved who was, yeah. was misbehaving yes. another scandal came out and eventually <laughs> that person yeah. had to be yes. disposed of yeah. so uh, i think dharmo rakshati rakshita <laughs> like um, even if um, you know it takes some time yes but eventually um the righteous will come forth yes and uh, i'm sure this is the story of many many yes. uh, students and devotees of swami mm. who are facing uh, corporate challenges yes. but uh, who have stuck to his principles mm. and uh, they see that eventually they are successful in them in fact uh, i just remember very recently having a conversation with one person from indonesia mm-hmm. uh so there are a group of uh, devotees uh, who have started this business you know so these people who are very active in the satya sai organization mm-hmm. at the same time you know they wanted to also uh, uh, start a business where they can completely follow swami's ideals you know because when you are working with some other company mm-hmm. sometimes you know you don't have the complete free hand mm. to run it entirely the sai way so they thought you know we are anyway all of us are uh, so much into swami why don't we start a organization mm. where we'll completely follow swami's values oh so so that's how you know they start this uh, coconut business in indonesia you have a lot of plantations mm-hmm. and so they 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 take this up and uh, so uh, so when they started they needed to get an export permit you know to uh, send their containers out so so they go to that office uh, and uh, so the person there says that uh, you know if you want uh, this permit then this is what you have to give under, mm. under the table mm. and uh, so they didn't know what to do because you know they had made this resolution that we will follow swami's values completely mm. and uh, so he says okay i'll get back to you and this was their first consignment you know they had worked hard mm. to you know to get there uh, so many months of hard work and the container had worth 40000 uh of uh, you know the coconuts mm-hmm. and uh, coconut is a perishable thing you know you don't have much time and this person there in the office was asking only 1500 dollars okay okay so it was like <laughs> what should we do In principles so, over yeah so mm. he goes back and uh, uh, so he, and next day actually you know this was a friday and uh, so saturday they actually have a satya sai uh, some convention and all of them are there you know three four directors of the of the of the company and there you know he say, he says this what happened and you know this is okay but all of them say no but you know we said that we will follow swami's values you know how can we compromise this is but you know then we are going to lose like 40000 dollars when not mm. even started the business this mm. is okay i mean but you know but we, that's what we want to do so it's okay so you know they said fine you know so <laughs> so, so he calls up and he says you know you do what you want but we cannot do this mm. we cannot do it so he says up to you i mean it's your company your money your business you don't mm. want to do it fine and so so this is this is this I mean this is okay fine we'll see what whatever happens you know so uh monday monday mm. the container was supposed to leave mm. and they have not got the export permit and monday evening he gets a call from that office <laughs> and uh, he says that person says sir why didn't you tell me that you have such powerful connections in the government yeah he says uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, you know. Can you tell me first? Did the container leave? Yeah. Yes, sir. Ob- obviously, I mean, if you had only told me that 
that you know you have you have so much influence hmm. then you know i would have not uh, you know even you know broached this whole thing to you oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i'm very sorry and you know henceforth you need anything you know you just you just tell me and it it will be done you know hmm. i'm i'm very sorry uh, I, i didn't know that you are so highly connected he said okay fine has the container gone the container has gone <laughs> and he says still this day he has no <laughs> clue <laughs> what connections he has what connection which is the higher power there is a higher power very beautiful very beautiful <laughs> there is a higher power that he knows <laughs> amazing amazing in fact uh, you know um we have told this uh, uh, incident several times on in several of our shows but in this context it's really worth repeating yeah. uh, that whole um, conversation with swami had with gv sir yes uh, professor venkatraman in yes. the car yes like um, he was sitting in the front and swami was sitting in the back yes and uh, swami said ah if you have any question you ask mm. any question you have and then he asked swami uh, why is there so much injustice yes. and so much adharma in this world yes. and why there is you know whenever we see any form of media the newspaper television anything is full of you know uh, so much of adharma Mm. and um, Swami was silent for a while and he thought oh my god did I ask something wrong <laughs> and out of place <laughs> and then Swami suddenly asked him what happens yes um, before when I come for darshan yes. Swami asked what happens when I come for darshan then he said Swami everybody is looking at you mm. and as you are moving along everybody is looking at you and so happy filled with happiness ah, very good very good mm. what happens before I come for darshan He said, "Swami, there is pin drop silence, and everybody is looking at your mandir, at the place from where you are going to come for darshan, and there's pin drop silence." Swami said, "Yes." And at that time, if one baby cries, yes, what happens? <laughs> and uh, Swami, as uh, uh, he says, Swami, everybody looks at that baby, mm-hmm. and there obviously is pin drop silence, and mm-hmm. suddenly a baby is crying. Everybody turns around, mm-hmm. and uh, Swami says, "Then what happens? If the baby does not stop crying, the mother takes the baby and goes out." Mm-hmm. And Swami says, "In the world today, all the adharma that is being highlighted yes. in the, any form of media mm-hmm. is because it's like the child crying." crying. So there are a few instances of adharma yes. but there are hundreds and thousands of people millions of people who still follow dharma yes and that is why these small spurts of adharma are highlighted yes and then swami went on to add that it is because of such people that i have come wow it's because of such people, people. who are still following dharma who are yes. still uh, adhering to dharma and because of their prayers yes. that i have come Mm, wow! As in in fact, you know, uh, many times uh, when I also reflect on this incident, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to make it a little more dramatic, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for example, when the baby starts crying, mm. so what happens? So the person next to that lady, how can this lady, you know, this lady, how how can she be so careless? Mm. You know, she brings the baby for darshan. Mm. She doesn't. She doesn't know what is a mother's duty to a baby before they bring the child. If, if the baby had to be fed, they should have fed. The another person must be sitting in the fourth line. You know, I think this side devotee. is they've all become unruly you know they just lost it you know and in my time there was so much discipline and now yeah, everything yeah, is gone you know yeah. so what i'm trying to say is there are so many people mm. with so many views until then no one was thinking about all this you know thinking about swami and one thing happens Correct. imagine the ripples ripples, uh, ripples uh, that yeah. it creates in everyone's mind 
and and so now the media is such that you know that tomorrow you'll have a newspaper that uh, <laughs> in uh, a lady and her child yeah. uh, were in trauma during baba's darshan <laughs> yeah that's what everything is exaggerated everything is but uh, there is another uh, very interesting perspective i was just thinking of when you were saying even the coconut yeah. story yeah. and you know these dharmic challenges when we see these stories um, uh, you know swami uh, once asked if you look at the life of any saint so yes. somebody asked swami swami why are these saints suffering so much yes <laughs> you know these every saint of yours every devotee of yours goes through so much suffering yes. so like this even now in this uh, coconut story yeah. they had to take that tough decision yes and uh, they had to wait yes so swami is why are they suffering then swami's answer was did they tell you they are <laughs> suffering <laughs> did they come and tell you <laughs> did they come and tell you they are suffering yeah i remember so i think uh, the crux of the whole thing is that if people are really convinced that swami is there yes. and swami is going to stand by yes. uh, them if they follow uh, dharma yes then they are not suffering they are not suffering <laughs> they are completely relaxed yes. with the feeling and the faith that yes. swami is there to take over yes. in fact you know whenever uh, um, uh, i think about saints and the suffering part and their miserable existence i for some reason i don't know always the thought of pedareddy comes to me mm-hmm. because you know as a child you know as a student in bhagwan's university i used to see mr pedareddy right who used to look after swami sali sai geeta and satyageeta later and satyageeta later yeah. yes uh, and you know at that point now i used to think oh my god look at this person you know uh, because he used to be so much uh, not bothered about the way he dresses you know he would never wear slippers and he really looked like a very very unassuming person right and we had heard you know i had heard that you know he was uh, teaching post graduate students he was a uh, mtech yeah he was an mtech and all that and i feel man look at his life and what has happened to his life you know is <laughs> when i used to think no no one the world does not know anything about him mm. he's an insignificant person you know look at his dress in it's like nobody cares for him he just looks after one elephant and and, and the worst thing he all the other people who do little seva also get so many chances from bhagwan mm. <laughs> you know you have people who will do five days of seva or okay one week of seva and you have a picture with swami you have a bad namaskar bad namaskaram you mm. have a gift and here is a one person who doesn't even get time to go to the mandir and uh, he's you know leading such a quote unquote miserable existence <laughs> that <laughs> is to, what you thought <laughs> that is what i thought <laughs> as a student you know mm. but only later on when i actually spoke to him <laughs> then i realized mm. oh my god you know he is like saying i am the most happiest person on the planet amazing that is what he says then then it occurred to me oh when swami was telling did the saint come and tell you i was suffering mm. now this what pedreddy was feeling that you know <laughs> he was looking at us and why are you people so miserable swami gave me chance or we did not give me chance i got right. this i didn't get he is he is like he says see look at me he says i don't know i have no desire i told sir why don't you you know now now that swami's physical form is not there you know i mm. went after that mm. uh, oh you know people go to kashi people go to badrinath people go to varanasi you know for a change you know and he is someone who has never stepped beyond the south indian canteen on one side and the sai geeta shed on the other side for 40 years my god 
Amazing. <laughs> that is what his life is. I told sir, don't you feel like you know now at least I can go and see some place, you know, do something. Uh, he says, you know what? I don't have any desire only. <laughs> he says, Swami, this film is so much. You know, I am living like a king here. You know, this this entire Prashantilam. This is this is my father's property. I have so much, and I'm I'm <laughs> I don't feel there's any lacuna in my life. Amazing. I don't have any desires, and like a little child, you know, all these years he was only serving Swami, so he never had time to you know read anything, nothing. So now he opens up Satyam Satyam Shyam Sundaram, and he reads the pages. And when I go to his room, you know, he says, "You know what? When Swami was little, no, he went to the tree, hmm. and he picked that, uh, and he and you know, people picked up different fruits, and when he went to Chitravati, you know, he, he did this, you know, like childlike." Joy and enthusiasm, you know. Amazing. He amazing. reads <laughs> Satyam Jan Sundaraman, Leela Sundaraman. He relives all those. Relives all those uh, moments. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> so <laughs> who is suffering? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, when you are talking about the hostel, you know, I just reminded about the students who join in eleventh and the students who have lived all their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember a very similar thing that happened to me personally. Oh. Because. Uh, I joined in eleventh class, and one day this uh, classmate of mine—I mean, I remember his name, Rajiv Sharma—he comes, and you know, he's so happy. Hmm. He's so happy, and I'm wondering what happened. What did he do? I mean, he was not someone who had won a competition. He was not an athlete. <laughs> what had happened? I was wondering. Hmm. What did Rajiv achieve? And he was like ecstatic. Okay, so I asked him what happened. You know. He said, "No, that fellow won that prize, and the other fellow uh, got second, and the other fellow got first in the other thing." Hmm. And I was thinking, other fellow got no. What is? Why, <laughs> why are you so happy? Why are you so happy? <laughs> that was like I remember in the very initial days of mm, the hostel, mm. it was like a paradigm shift in like my Like your thinking. own brother, like your own family. Uh, yeah. it, it it actually you know I because I remember you know it so many things happened in the hostel you know but somehow this scene always has remained in my mind. For that uh, the reason that you know it was completely I think it was one moment where you know a shift. happened mm-hmm. in, in the mind about you know uh, what mm. how how to get happiness in life so i mean <laughs> that is what a hostel does and uh, when you look at you know uh, we're talking about the ceos so what the other thing that they said is humility and the ability to delay gratification oh. for themselves you know that those are becoming the key traits among boards and outgoing ceos and they are looking for such people who don't think that they are the center of the universe but they think that they are here to make the universe a better place very nice you know so i mean that is what is now you know corporate research firms and executive uh, coaching and organization development teams and you know organizations are <laughs> saying now <laughs> all the jargon <laughs> jargon yeah <laughs> but again uh, uh, this whole um, you know experience the swami is telling about the earthquake and the water receding yes. and again coming back yeah. it's it's so evident and clear from the mahabharata if you think of it yes mahabharata is one place where you know you see this whole change happening like one wave <laughs> they go and another wave they come mm-hmm. and how you know they they are in the at the distance and when dharma comes back they yes. come back and live so um 
in today's world you see maybe it happening in smaller segments but not like a whole movement as such mm. but i think uh, in today's times uh, you know uh, there is definitely I, I i feel there is a greater realization mm-hmm. uh, and greater awareness of uh, uh, especially in the younger generation now than what it was in 30 40 years ago okay uh, in india of uh, you know of the value of uh, uh the tenets of indian culture i think oh, is there it? is there is i mean this is what i feel mm-hmm. <laughs> uh because i feel that we are uh, at a very interesting time yes uh, of india mm-hmm. uh because youngest country yeah it's the youngest <laughs> it is a, country it's the youngest country yeah and uh, i feel after the independence movement okay this is completely a personal observation but i feel after the independence movement mm. this is the next perhaps the most interesting time okay uh, for india because you see that resurgence right because after the independence you know during the time of independence we saw amazing examples of sacrifice of virtuous living you know after gandhi ji you had so many people you know during the time of gandhi it's, it's exemplary gandhian values but suddenly after independence you know when people got power and we know how power drives people crazy you know uh, and when power actually came you know the virtues for some reason just dropped hmm. and after that you know we have had not many great leaders you know so we have had so many people after that you know, because of selfishness power and selfishness you know so you 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 saw the decline of uh, sort of the tenets of indian culture uh, for for so many years and in the recent past you know with with abdul kalam sir becoming suddenly the president of the country hmm. you know uh, so you and so and he's an, such a fantastic icon you know, for the youth someone who has achieved so much who the missile man of the country at the same time who led a life completely of sacrifice for the nation and you know equal love for all and all that so you 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 see today a generation which is uh, having this deep seated respect actually it's coming back respect for indian values and culture they may not follow everything but at least they know that they belong to a culture which is so fantastic i think it is happening i i'm not saying that it has happened hmm. but the, uh, my feeling that it is happening at least you, you know you you are not in any more deriding your your heritage or your culture and looking up to west or looking up to you know different other cultures are saying okay we are inferior but i think now everyone takes pride <laughs> definitely there is fear of sin that's coming out because of <laughs> all the scams being <laughs> yeah. brought to the highlight but yeah. um like swami always said unless there is a change in the individual yes. there won't be change in the society and um again it comes back to the swarthamu supriyojanam yes. as swami would say yes. and if people uh, uh, you know take what is uh, not theirs yes. they snatch more than what they actually can earn then yes. you're going to have a problem yes so i think <laughs> um, it, it's really uh, very beautiful that uh, there is uh, this i mean i hope i hope that you know now we are coming back the turbulence has resided and Absolutely. the resurgence is happening mm-hmm. and swami had mentioned that you know uh, india will become a superpower so many times and right. it, it will lead the nations and, and and what is india without satya dharma shanti and prema so wonderful 
So, dear listeners, I know there is so much more uh, to dwell. You know, when you take up each tenet of Indian culture, you can go on talking about uh, <laughs> them for hours. We just touched one or two things. So, please uh, feel free to uh, uh, open the pages of uh, Prema Vahini. Chapter seventeen is what we are discussing. If you are uh, reading the original Telugu, and if you know Telugu, that is what you should be doing. Don't miss the uh, beautiful language of Bhagwan. Uh, you know the english can never do justice to what bhagwan has written even though we are retranslating now but telugu is gold so please absolutely uh, go by that uh, and uh, so this is chapter 5 in telugu prema vahini so when you have time please spend few moments spend that 5 minutes <laughs> we will be rewarded and and do share your insights and your thoughts and your experiences we'll be happy to share them with uh, all the listeners it's it's a journey we are doing together uh, to go back and become one with him one day so thank you so much for being with us uh, with prayers at his lotus feet and gratitude for giving us this opportunity we bring this session to a close as always you can write to listener at radiosai.org if you have any queries comments thank you so much sara you were listening to an episode of our program wahini satsang this episode was first aired on the 15th march 2018 as part of thursday live from prashantinilam on Asia Stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Thank you and Sai Ram.